Hallelujah. I bring greetings from India, the nation from most populated nation of the world. <laughs> Amen. Maybe you don't maybe know about this, but this is true. We passed China just this year. So we are we are progressing. <laughs> it's a good way to say, it, right? But there is a truth to this, that you have a more work to do. A lot of souls to get saved. Amen. Especially when the nation have just 2 to 3% Christians. 1.4 billion people and 2 to 3% Christians. There are a lot of work to do. But I'm so glad and so thankful to the Lord. The state I come from, we live in Punjab. This is north up in India. The state has 1.5% Christian 10 years back. But guess not what? It's 15% today. Oh. Hallelujah. Isn't God working? God is moving in our nation. Even there is such an idol worship, such an opposition to the gospel. People are killed and jailed for their faith. A lot of pastors are in prison for their faith because they preach the gospel. But God is working. God is moving. God is greater than any government. It doesn't matter what the laws are. Even our constitution allows us to believe anything. And you can preach. We have a freedom of speak and preach. But the government, the party those which is ruling right now, is very Hindu. So they want to make the nation as a Hindu nation. Declare as a Hindu nation. But God is greater than them. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I'm, I live in India and have a privilege to serve our people. Uh, hallelujah. And uh, just to uh, give you my introduction a little bit, I come from a family which was a Christian family by, by just name. Goes to a church on Easter and uh, Christmas. And mostly like Hindus. They lived like a Hindus. And my family was a mess of a family I come from. Nothing was right there. <laughs> I grew up hating my father and grew up to kill him. Because I thought he is, he is the culprit for everything we are going through in life. And he was very abusive. And uh, never drunk and never took drugs, but he was not nice. He was not nice, but in the end he got saved, praise the Lord, we'll talk about it a little bit. But I come from that family and uh, I was a teenager when I, I had this poison inside and a hatred for my father to kill him. Hated everyone. And thank God I got saved and able to forgive my father. And that's my introduction. <laughs> That's my background. My reason for that time when I was growing, I, I used to see myself after, uh, after the bars in the, in the prison because I was thinking to kill my father. And after murdering someone, you will go to the jail, right? So I already knew that I will do that. And I told my father one day, I said, before I know that I'm going to die, but before I die, I will kill you. That was a hatred. That's the family I come from. 
and there was no God in our family. Even we were a Christians, only Christian family in a whole town, a whole village where 4,000 people lived. Even in the 10 kilometers radar, like seven miles, six miles area, no one, even a Christian family by name. But we were the only family, but just lived like a Hindus. But God, thank God for his mercy. Thank God for the word of God. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Got me saved. I got saved there. And now we have a church in that place. No one was a Christian. All were Hindus. But God is so good. Amen. So then I got saved in 1993. Then gone to the Bible school and uh, received a call to go for ministry. Never looked back. Just went to the ministry in 1995. From that day, I'm going on. It's almost 28 years. 28 years in the ministry. And started a few churches in a different radius. And you have to understand when, I, when we say pioneering or started a churches, there were no churches there, especially the full gospel or spirit filled at all. We had uh, mainline churches and those were in uh, bigger towns or maybe small towns, cities, not in the villages. So the Lord led me to do that and we went to the people where no one was a Christian, never believed Jesus, never knew who Jesus is. But God worked when the Holy Spirit takes over, things changes. Yes. People got healed, people get saved, people get delivered. Man, that's amazing when God does and no one was a Christian in a whole town, then suddenly you see a church coming up. Yes. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Isn't it wonderful? People know Jesus then. People know Jesus, that he heals, he gets people saved. In the nation of India, where mostly people worship idols, don't know the real God. But God is powerful to reveal himself by his gospel. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we started a few churches and in 2011 the Lord spoke to me. I was just, you know, spending time with him and after one hour, 45 minutes, not expecting anything, not asking anything, just spending time with him. He suddenly spoke and he said, start a Bible school. And we started a Bible school and he gave me a little bit more details on that. And we started a Bible school with this small room, 20 by 50. So in, the, in India, the Bible schools are not like you have here or in a Europe model. Mostly people come and live on your place. You provide food for them. Three meals a day. They live there on the campus. So in 20 by 50 room. The boys, we had a, another, that, that's the property we had that time. We just bought and the land and built that place and one, two other rooms and some toilets and the bathrooms for the people. And the boys will sleep in the same room, fold their bed in the daytime and have a class in the same room. And the girls in another room. But the Lord told us and we started with that way. That's what we had and that's where we started. Doesn't matter what the facilities we had, but God did that way and God spoke to us. So in 2013, we become a Rhema. I'm not a Rhema graduate, but we had the same message. I got to know Brother Hagen's books in 1994, actually. And those books start changing my life. Once I will pick up the book, I will not sleep until I finish it. 
Yes, those books changed our life. And one of the book was How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God. Made my life very easy to listen to God and to walk into their ways. And my wife got healed by reading the book of uh, God's Medicine. She had arthritis and God healed her. So, so we got connected with those and we found that I felt in my heart that this is my mandate. What the Lord spoke to Brother Hagen in 1950, go and teach my people faith. So that's what I felt in my heart that we need to teach our people faith in our nation, in our part. Maybe the little small dot what God had for Brother Hagen. Maybe a little, little small part we are doing that. That's what we started a Bible school. So we have like now graduated 218 or 13 students and almost 26 are pastoring different churches in different parts of India. And now, right now, we have just started a session and we have 44 students at the campus right now. Amen. God is good. And His mercy endures forever. So that's a little bit of introduction about the ministry. And uh, we def definitely need a lot of prayers, a lot of sports, because this school, the, you know, when you do a church, it's a different setup. But when you do a Bible school, it's a different setup. Expenditures are completely different. And the tuition they pay, it's, it's very minimum. People cannot pay so much. When, when I went to the Bible school, I could not pay for it. I just went for, I paid 50 rupees and paid, stayed there for four months and studied I could not pay 50 rupees maybe that time, $1 for four months. But somebody sponsored. Pastor Sam Smucker Church was a big sponsor of that church, that ministry. So that's why I feel that people need a help there. They are hunger for, there, there is a hunger for God. They want to learn the word of God and go into the ministry. Sometimes the money becomes a problem. And, you know, they cannot give until unless they learn and they learn the faith. And once we started learning, we, we changed it after that. And I believe when they come to their school and they learn the message of faith, learn the, what is the sowing and reaping law, and then they change later. But when they come, we have to pay for everything almost. They pay very minimum, three days, three meal a day. And they stay there on the campus. We have to pay for the residential, electricity, everything. So, but... But God has been faithful from the last 10 years in the, for the Bible school, for the last 12 years actually. He told me to start a Bible school and he told me it was his will and he's providing. We lack nothing. We don't have very much, but we don't lack also anything. So we will like to like your help, <laughs> your prayer support and your financial support. But if God puts in your heart, if not, thank you, don't give it. And that's, that's very true. If you don't, don't give it. Amen. So my message, I want to talk to you about a forgiveness which changed my life. I told you that I came out of a family where it was a mess up and we had a hatred towards each other. With brothers and sisters and with the father, especially with my father. So when I got saved... Let's start with the scripture first. Go to Mark chapter 11, please. And uh, when we go to Mark, Rema people always go to Mark 23. But I'm not going there. I'm skipping 25. Because the 23, 24 will not work if we don't work 25. Amen? <laughs> okay. 
If you read 24, the verse 24, it says, Mark 11, chapter 11, verse 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And verse 25, and, and it's continuation of a verse 24, it says, and whenever you stand praying. In 24, he's telling the law of a prayer, the prayer of faith. But when he, then he continues, he says, and whenever you stand praying, it means the prayer of faith or any prayer. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. It's talk, he's talking to us. He's not expecting from the world to forgive. They cannot. They don't have a power or ability to forgive. But we do. In John chapter 20, please. And verse 23, after the resurrection of Jesus, when he appeared to the disciple. And verse 23, he said, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. It means, uh, you know, before that, he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit where they were born again. You know, this is the part when they're born again. He blowed on them. It is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's not talking about that. That's in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And that happened in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 when they received the Holy Spirit. That was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But here he was talking first time when the disciples got born again. And the next thing he tells them after getting born again. And then he's telling, forgive the sins. Whomever the sin you retain, that will be retained. Whomever you forgive will be forgiven. It means after you get born again, you have an ability to forgive others. You will get ability to forgive. It's, it's hard. When you're not born again, you cannot forgive people. Because we don't have ability to forgive. But once we got saved, we got the love of God in our heart by the Holy Spirit. And we are able to forgive others now. And forgiving is a very important part in the Christian life. God forgave us and then he desire and expect from us to forgive others. It is easy to say that that person, you don't know, brother, what they have done to me. You don't know, brother, what they have said about me. Yes, they have committed sin against you. That's why you have to forgive. If, we have done, if they have not done anything, then there is no point for forgiving. There is no point for forgiving, Right? Because people have excuse. Brother, you don't know. It's the same rule implies for us. If we have not done anything, 
against God, there was no need for forgiveness for us. But he did. He did. And it's the same with us. So when we don't forgive, what happens? That's a problem. When we don't forgive, God will not forgive us because our sin retains the same way. That's not me saying. Just go to Mark chapter 11 again, please. Read verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Every one of us like that God to forgive us. But there is a condition. God will definitely forgive. The Bible says he will forget also. Not just forgive. But the same time he wants us to do the same thing to others. And I got saved, but I struggle forgiving my family. I got saved. I struggle forgiving my family. And I got saved and I was praying for them to get saved. You know, you want them to get saved, but you don't want to forgive them. <laughs> Sometimes we pray for others to be changed because they should be nice to us. Actually, that prayer is not for them. It's just for us. Because we are in our mind. We're praying for others and praying that they change that they should be nice to us. I've been there. That's why I know that. <laughs> That's why I know that. But God dealt with me after two years. Nothing was changing in my family. And the Lord said, you need to forgive your family. You need to give you forgive your father. You need to forgive your sister. My sister hated me. She hated me. One day she was so sick. She had an ulcer in her stomach and she was so sick. In a month of May, it is summer there, very hot. In India, when summer is, it means summer. <laughs> Temperature can be 120 Fahrenheit. You understand that? And she was under heavy blanket. Heavy blanket in the summer because she was so sick. And I had a pity on her and I asked, can I pray for you? She said, get out. That's the way she treated me. But the Lord said, forgive. If you want them to get saved, you must forgive them. If we, the Lord said, if you, if you want them, my father even, to get saved, you need to forgive them. And not just forgiving, but walking in love with them. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says, faith worked by love. Sometimes people say, brother, I will forgive them, but I will not talk to them. That's so true. I've heard so many people say that. I have forgiven them. I have nothing against them. But don't tell me to talk to them. <laughs> you have not forgiven them, actually. 
you have not forgiven them. You are not walking in love. When you forgive, you walk in love. So when I forgive, I, I decided to say, thank you, Lord, for my sister every day. She was still very nasty to me. Her behavior was very bad with me. But I will say, Lord, I thank you. She is saved. I believe she is saved. And whatever she needed from me, if she needed my help, she will not ask me directly. She will tell my mom to tell him this, to do this for me. <laughs> and I will do it. And I will do it. I put my head down and I decided to walk in love with her. And one day, she, because I was in the ministry, I already started preaching and they didn't like it. They don't like that my, I was preaching. And one day she said, she said, the work you do, it is like a, a, a beggar. So you take a ball, sit on the, on the roadside and beg. This is what you do. This is begging. It hurt. I was hurt badly. But you know what did I do? It was painting hair. But I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this is what I said front of her. I shouted. I said, thank you, Jesus. She was saying all kinds of things. But when you forgive, you decided. It's not on your emotions. It's a decision. And then you decide to walk in love with them. Even they're not, not nice to you. You may say, God, I have already forgiven them. But they're not still nice to me. They will not be. It's not their test, it's your test. The test of your love walk. But thank God, same evening, same evening she asked me a question. She said, why are you, why are you always so happy? Why are you always rejoicing? I said, my reason of my rejoicing is Jesus Christ. I had a privilege to talk about the Lord that time. And that started changing her life. And suddenly, one day, I come home after the ministry. Now, you have to understand, before that, she never liked to talk to me, okay? Never. She, I told you how she behaved with me. If even I asked for a prayer, she said, get out, get out. But one day, when I came after the ministry to my home, she brought a glass of water for me. It was, it was a change. I was shocked. She started doing things for me. Started doing a laundry for my laundry. Doing, started serving me. I, it was just amazing. There is a power in forgiveness. There is a power in love walk. You don't just keep preaching and telling people Jesus is love, but when people want to see the love of Jesus in us. They want to see that forgiveness in us. And that changed completely. 
And you know, she become the main person to start a church in that place. So many people got saved through her. We got so many. Actually, she used to give a private tuition at home to our neighborhood children. And those children will come to her and she will share the gospel with, her, with them. And I will pray and these children will fill with the Holy Spirit. Fall under the power of God and runs on the streets of the village and tell Jesus is coming soon. These small kids, their parents are worshiping idol, but these kids are talking about Jesus. Go to their school. Write down on the blackboard of the school that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is the Lord. And those children distributed the New Testament almost to every classroom. Things just changed. But somebody needed to take a decision. Somebody needed to decide to forgive someone. You know, it started with me. God was dealing with me to deal with my sister in love. And she got saved, and through her, God changed that place. People got saved, people got healed. So many healings just took place. Not I didn't even know so many people got healed there. People will come later and tell, I was healed from this, I was healed from this. The healing was just like this. It was very easy when the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit takes over when we walk in love. Holy Spirit takes over when we walk in love. There are a lot of things don't change in our lives because we don't walk in forgiveness. And be expecting God to move. Be expecting God to do something. It can be in a personal life. It can be in your surrounding. It can be in your family. In your community. And just go to Ephesians chapter 4 please. You know I was not planning to talk about this. But as I was preparing it just came in my heart to talk about it. Forgiveness is so powerful. I don't know how many of you need it. Or maybe you don't need it. But God may be talking to your future. <laughs> Amen. Verse 31. Or you can read from 30. Chapter 4. It says. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now he's talking to the believers here. He's not talking to the non-Christians. So the Christians can have these things. That's why he's talking. Christians can have a bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. Maybe church in Endover Christian Center doesn't do have. They're just, you're just holy. But I'm talking about other Christians. But verse 30, you say, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. It's related to verse 31, 32, and 29, other things. When we have a bitterness towards others, 
then we don't we are not walking in love. We are grieving the Holy Spirit. You may be speaking in tongues and louder than others. Maybe telling people, I pray in tongues for uh, many hours. Maybe you're doing that. But the Holy Spirit is not flowing in your life as he wants to be. He's not able to do what he wants to do because of a bitterness. Because of unforgiveness. Because verse 32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Once he forgave us, then he forgets it. He's kind. He's not talking. You know what you did 10 years back? He never reminds us that. Sometimes we forget people, but then we keep back in our mind what they did to us. We don't forget it. We say we forgive, but we keep things in mind. I tell you another, another story. When God changed my life on this, on forgiveness, I was preaching in one of the church, and there was a woman, I was, I was in another church, preaching in another church, and there was a lady who came first time in the church. She was not a Christian lady. She was a heathen, idol worshiper. But she came the first time to the church because she was going through a divorce. And she, was, she came to church to pray that her children's custody should stay with her, not go to her husband. That's the reason she came. But I was speaking on forgiveness. And when I told my story about how my sister, God worked with my sister. And when God dealt with me to forgive her. And I shared that story and she got that message. And she was the first time ever to the church. And she was divorced for, with her husband for the last five years. But that day she decided to forgive her husband. Decided to forgive her sister-in-law. Decided to forgive her mother-in-law. And after a few days we were visiting her. We went to her home. And you know, they, they don't, now we use washing machines. That time we didn't have. I'm talking about 25 years back. And she, used, she was washing her clothes with, you know, the, 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 the wood stick. Beat the clothes with. And she said, I was, she said, brother, I was washing my clothes. And the devil was putting all kinds of thoughts in my mind about my in-laws. Saying they are so evil. They did this to you. They, they, they. She said, but I was beating the clothes saying, devil, no, they are good. I have forgiven them in Jesus' name. <laughs> she said that. And she did that because it was a decision. Once you made the decision to forgive, the thoughts will still attack your mind. What wrong others have done to you. But you have decided that you have forgiven. And you will not remember anymore because you are praying for them that they are blessed. They are good people. You are talking about them. They are good people because the love does not criticize others. He talks good about others. So in, in her private thoughts, she was saying this. Thank you, Jesus. They are good people. You know what happened? The miracle happened. Her husband came back to her. The five-year divorce got canceled. Her husband came to the church. And the family came together again. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now her, her daughter and her and daughter's husband are ministering and a pastor. I'm t- this is just amazing. Those kids were very small those, in those days. But the things can change when you start forgiving. Sometimes we have to start from our family. As I told you, my father was very abusive. It was hard to forgive. I wanted to murder him. But thank God the Lord dealt with me. He saved my life. Then I had a privilege to lead my father to the Lord. We become a good friends in the end. He's gone with the Lord in 2012. You know, when he was about to leave and he said to me, let me go. He said, let me go. I said, where do you want to go? I just purposely asked because I want to make sure where he's going. He said, I want to go to the Lord. He said, I want to go to the Lord. That's a great reward. What he did to me, I could have thought he deserved hell. He should go to hell. But I said to the Lord, even in those my hard days, my father was against the work of the Lord, against my ministry, against me. But I just said to the Lord, once he was very sick and, and on, the, on the verge of a death. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I have a no good memories with my father. No good memories with my father. But I came to this earth through him. And I will not let him die before he gets saved. I will not let him die before getting saved. And I stood very strong. And thank God he didn't die. Got saved. Amen. Amen. It's important to forgive. So please take a time. I don't know how many people you have in your life to forgive. I don't want to take much time. But I, I think these, this little bit of testimonies are important. How hard your relationships were. But you decide to forgive. When you forgive, the healing will come to your body. There are a lot of time the healing does not come. Lord, of time, your prayers are unanswered because of unforgiveness. And my prayers were unanswered for many years. Everyone in my family got saved after that. Everyone. My younger brother, now serving the Lord. They're all involved in the church. One of the other. They're part of the ministry. You know why? Because... I decided to forgive and thank God God dealt with me. He dealt with me to forgive. And we were all able to forgive our father. And we had a good relationship with him in the end. Amen. Amen. So when we forgive, the Holy Spirit just moves in. Without forgiveness, he will not. Because in verse 32... Ephesians chapter 4 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So we need to be kind to the people. Kind to them. When they are not, not right to you. 
you get opportunity every day. One day the Lord said to me, I was, I was, I was in one of the gas station and the people were not nice. And I was not nice too. You know, you react. And the Lord just, just spoke in my heart and said, if, I, if you don't show my love to them, tell me where should I go? That's what the Lord said to me. If you don't show my love to them, tell me where I should go or whom should I go. You and me are an example of the love of Christ. If people don't see a love of God through us, there is no other way. I said there is no other way. If people don't see a forgiveness through us, God's forgiveness, then there is no other way. We are not here to pray for a judgment of God on people. We are here for a God's mercy on people. God had mercy on us. And we have to, mercy, have, to have a mercy on others. If we want to see the move of God. Move of God is not going to come with the judgment. Move of God is going to come with the mercy of God. He had compassion on people and he healed them. Even they didn't follow him. A lot of them, they didn't follow him, but they still, he still healed them. He healed 10 lepers. One came back, but he still healed them. Isn't it wonderful? They were not thankful to him. And when you forgive people, they will not be thankful that you forgive them. But that's their job. That's their part. But our part is, what I am doing, that is important. I'm going to give account of my life. What did I do with the love of God which he shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost? But what did I do with the forgiveness of God which he gave it to me? Did I share that forgiveness with others? Did I share that love with the others? Did I share that kindness with the others? Did I share that mercy with others which I received from the Lord? Maybe first is our family. Maybe first is our father or a mother or a sister or a brother. Maybe they're not nice to you. But God wants you to forgive them. Have a better relationship with them. And that will start with forgiveness. First you stop talking about them. First stop, stop criticizing them. One day I was, my father, after even in the ministry, I was, uh, there was thing when my father called me and I went to him and he started abusing and said nasty things. Very bad. And I was so hurt and I left my father's house and there was a believer's home just 200 feet away from my father's house. And I went in their house and started talking about my father. That how abusive he is. 
And as I was talking to them and saying things about my father, the Holy Spirit spoke so clear in my spirit and said, if your father do good things to you, then only you will talk good about him. Otherwise, you will talk bad about him. That's what the Holy Spirit said. And this couple whom I was talking with, they did not know what happened to me. Because the Holy Spirit spoke in my heart. He's not happy when you talk bad about anybody. Especially your family members. He is not happy. He's grieved. And I thank God he spoke to me that day. And as soon as he said, I just shut my eyes. And I shut my mouth and I said, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. This couple didn't know what happened to me. Because the Holy Spirit spoke so clear in my spirit. I was able to hear and they didn't hear what he said to me. And I said, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And I shut my mouth and left that house immediately. And didn't say any word. And on the way to my father's house and asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, what should I do now? He said, go to your father and tell him. Now listen to this carefully, please. Holy Spirit is the spirit of love and forgiveness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be walking in love. And our flesh still rises up. And he said to me, go and tell your father, you do things for me or not. You stand with me or not. Actually, he said one word, do things for me or not. But I honor you and I love you because you are my father. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me, to tell my father. Even my father was against the work of God. Against God. Against Jesus. He used to make fun of Jesus Christ. But God never wanted me to talk bad about him. Isn't it different? He will go to the people's house and tell, don't send your children to the prayer meeting. He used to tell these things to the people. But the same God does not want me to speak against my father, but tell the good things to him. Actually, we don't know the love of God. We need to know it more. We need to pray. Bible says we need to know the love of God. But that's what Paul prayed in Ephesians. Which surpasses all knowledge and understanding. It's beyond understanding. He said, go and tell your father. You do things for me or not. But I love you and I honor you. It was very hard for me to tell this thing. To my father, especially that day when the day he abused me. The day, the things he said. I never said. In our culture, we never tell our father we love you. It's not American culture. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's honesty. If you come to India, you will know it. We don't say that. This is, this is very hard for us to say. And I went to my father's house and there was a pillar in the home. And, and I just told like this. It was, I was very leaning to say this. I was not very comfortable. But I said what the Holy Spirit said. 
And I said, ah, you do things for me or not? But I love you and I honor you because you are my father. The moment I said that, he held my hand and made me sit behind him, beside him. His attitude just changed immediately. And the next thing he said, tell me what you need. Tell me what you need. Because I was going for my engagement and I needed some money and he gave me the money. Amen. Love brings the prosperity. Hallelujah. God can change every strong heart, hardened heart, when we walk in love, when we walk in forgiveness. Amen. But not speaking against people. Amen. Not criticizing people. Even they are against you. You don't need to be against them. Only one weapon you and me can use against them, that is love. That is love. And that weapon will never fail. Never fail. Amen.